have to win there. Painter understands oh, it. Oh, anybody? God, I can't see the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. What's going on, Boiler Nation? Happy New Year from the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. It's our first episode of 2024 as we're recording this live Thursday night, January 4th, 2024. Happy New Year, Webby. Uh, did you have a good one? I did. How about you? Yeah, pretty uneventful, but it was good. Yep, same. <laughs> That's how I kind of like it anymore. I'm getting too old. Yeah, so we've done the we've done the downtown indie. New Year's Eve stuff in the past, and it was um, horrible, and so we're never doing it again. So we're happy just to hang out at home with the dogs and just kind of hang out and chill. I think that's three years in a row. Actually, well, we part, part, part of the day we had a family Christmas. You're right. And, and so the time we got home, we were pretty tired anyways. Not that we had any plans to do anything crazy anyways, but uh, I barely stayed awake to uh, see midnight, <laughs> but I did. So. Yep, yep, but... Uh, it's a great time to be a Boilermaker. I mean, it's always mm-hmm. a great time to be a Boilermaker, but especially right now, the Boilers are rolling. Uh, since we last recorded an episode, the Boilers took care of business at home last Friday against Eastern Kentucky in a game that uh, was a little sloppy at times, but Purdue mm-hmm. t- took care of business, winning by, uh, what was it, 28 at the end, 27-28? Uh, I think it was 27. I think we like we just missed the cover. I think, I think the cover was like 27 and a half. Okay. Okay, so and then uh, but Courtney Green is on the call, so what do you expect? <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, great track record that guy has. And then uh, we resumed Big Ten play, picked it back up where we left off in December earlier this week, Tuesday night when we traveled to College Park to take on the Maryland Terrapins on the Peacock. Uh, which <laughs> honestly, about five minutes before the game, I'm surfing for the surfing through the channels for the game. I'm like, why am I not finding the I game? The same exact me. thing. Oh, yeah, it's on Peacock. <laughs> Yeah, the exact same thing. So, which if uh, if you don't have Peacock already, you better get it because I think the next three Tuesdays we play on Peacock. Oh wow! Okay. At Nebraska's on Peacock. At Indiana's on Peacock. And I think our I think our game I think the following weeks on Peacock, but I don't know that. Michigan or something. It might be. It might be, but uh, yeah. If not, if you haven't subscribed already, probably better do that. Uh, it's not going Michigan. anywhere. It's not going anywhere anytime soon with this Big Ten agreement with NBC. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But nice to see Purdue take care of business, uh, get back in the winners column in the Big Ten, which I know they did against Iowa after losing at Northwestern. But uh, nice to get that first road Big Ten win of the season. Final score ended up being 67-53, but really the game felt like it was, or the score felt like it was a lot closer than the game actually was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maryland got some kind of desperation threes to go late when the game was already out of hand. I mean, really, if you, I mean, it's the start of the second half, like when Lance Jones hit those three threes, it was, al- it was almost like the game 
kind of was over at that point. There was still probably, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, probably more than 15 minutes left to go in the game, but it was just such a, such a backbreaker for Maryland. But it was nice to see Purdue come out on top. I mean, it's a place that they, I think what we lost the last four times we've been out there, obviously last year was well documented, just kind of the wheels fell off. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the last time we won was 2017, which is when Carson Edwards hit some clutch free throws at the very end. Um, and it feels like ages ago. And we almost blew it in an unbelievable fashion. You remember that when Isaac Haas picked off the ball, got caught for traveling. Yes. And, um, oh, the kid ended up going to the NBA, red hair from Maryland. Herder. He had to look at the buzzer. So yeah. I think win the game and he missed. So, yeah. I remember yeah. We, we were, I was with my now wife's family. We were eating like Texas Road or something like that in India. I remember like having like, like, I think like we were losing pretty badly for a while mm-hmm. and i was like like left i was like you know screw this game i'm done i think i, I listened to it or was following it and then like i kind of wasn't paying attention for a while and i checked the score and i was like oh we're down only like you know five or six and i was like the tv was like 40 feet away and i was trying to have lunch <laughs> with their family while also paying attention to this game yeah that was a, a fun game uh we just chipped 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 away and found a way in the end so mm-hmm. but uh snapped their 19 uh game home win streak Mm-hmm. Uh, which I forgot they were even on that, to be honest, just because they've mm-hmm. kind of played poorly. I mean, they have a 9-5 and record now. They do have a road win against UCLA. But, I mean, the only time I'd really watched Maryland before Tuesday night's game was uh, scratch it out, fight it out, dogfight of a win at home against Nickel State. <laughs> Morehead State in the same exact game. So I can't yeah. wait with the impression from that game, eh. Maryland's not very good. And really, they have too much talent to be this poor. Yeah, going into the year, they were one of the teams that I thought would be could be really good in the in the league. Uh, I guess I mean they still technically could. I mean, we still have what 17 games left, but um early returns are not showing that. Um so yeah, I think they, they started out kind of slow in the season. Like they had some talented freshmen come in, so I thought those guys would be pretty good, but I remember I watched their game against Indiana, which I mean they have they've always me even last year they were pretty Jekyll and Hyde from home. You know, so they won every home game in the conference, but lost every you know lost a lot of their road games, um, and they got blasted at Indiana. Indiana is nothing to write home about right now. Um, so I was like, um, I knew they were bad then. I remember watching that game, just like their offense was just horrible. Um, I think I made a joke that our interrail team probably ran a better offensive, a better offensive <laughs> sets than they did. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but they, they kind of you know, they stumbled for a bit, and then they kind of they rallied off some wins, like you just said. I mean, they beat UCLA, which UCLA is really struggling too. Um, but nevertheless, it's, you know, it's at least a, it's a power six team. Um, and I just knew that this, you know, again, number one team coming in, it's a place we haven't won at in a while. The place, you know, the place last year was pretty hostile, I mean, their fans are going to be pretty nasty. Um, so I was expecting, you know, an absolute slugfest. And it kind of was for a little bit. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of fouls called in this game. I guess, I mean, that's a good thing going both ways. There were a few that were pretty questionable. Um, but, yeah, the fact that we got it, got in there, got the win in really dominating fashion was very encouraging and really fun to watch. Yeah, Purdue shot, uh, made 25 field goal attempts on, or 25 field goals on 54 attempts for 46.3%. That's compared to Maryland making 21 of their 63 attempts for 33.3%. Purdue hit 9 of 20 from behind the arc for 45%. Maryland only 5 for 22 for 22.7. Maryland actually shot more free throws than Purdue. They were 6 for 11 from the line. Purdue was 8 for 10. Zach Eady was 7 for 8 by himself. 
Uh, Purdue already bound Maryland only by five, 39-34. Maryland had 15 offense. There's one point they were killing us on the boards because they got yes. some offensive rebounds because some of their shots were so bad that it was impossible. Hundred percent long rebounds; those are hard to get. They yeah. got 15 offensive boards, our 10. We beat them on the defensive glass, 29-19. 16 assists for the Boilers, only five for the Terrapins. Maryland did have six steals. Purdue one, three blocks for Maryland, two for Purdue. Purdue did have more turnovers, 12. Maryland had nine. Um, Maryland actually had more points in the paint than Purdue did, 28 to 22. Um, yeah, it's interesting because we got called for a flagrant foul yet there. It says flagrant foul zero in the box score. So, largest lead for Maryland, zero. Produced largest lead, 22. Um, yeah, when the game started out with the Trey Kaufman ran three, it kind of thought, okay, that's, that was a nice start. Um, sometimes when you hit those ones early, they can really, I don't want to say break a team, but they can put a team in a bad funk for sure. Especially when it's a guy like Trey who doesn't, you know, he's shot okay this year, but not like it's not like it's a Fletcher lawyer or Braden Smith three where it's like, you know, they expect those guys to make it. But like when it's the four guy yeah. shooting it and it's like, it could, yeah, it can kind of maybe spell, this could be a long night. Um, well, and they played good yeah, defense too on that possession yeah. until, until he yeah. made that three. So um, yeah, this is also it, probably one of the better. And that was his only basket of the game. Yeah. <laughs> he was one for three. He that and then, uh, Cam Heidi was one for one. He had a big three, I think, in the second half. Second it was half. still in the first half. No, still first, first half, half, first half, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, not pretty, we're used to seeing Purdue score in the 80s. You know, for this really this whole season. So, I mean, they were able to slow the game down, um, partly because they run long sets, but also they, you know, they got some multiple possessions because of their awful shooting that led to long rebounds. Um, I mean, they're a physical team. You can definitely tell um, they were getting up into Braden. And they, um, but, I mean, they handled the press, you know, damn near flawlessly for the most part. Um, might have been a, few, a couple turnovers that were a little kind of careless towards the end. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I really could, I mean, I was very impressed with the guards. Lance mm-hmm. Jones was awesome. I mean, he started out so cold, but I mean, it just kind of was, it was a pretty protocol Lance Jones game where he started out just like, okay, after we missed like three, he was like, okay, let's just, let's not shoot the ball anymore. And then of course comes out in the second half and hits three right away. It's like, okay. Yeah, you you <laughs> looked at his numbers. You're thinking it was a pretty poor shooting night, four for 13, three for 10 from behind the arc, but he had three of them in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's been said too. It's like, it's not always just about hitting threes, but it's like when you hit them, like, I mean, those right. threes, like had they come in the first half, yeah, they're great. But like the fact that they came right at the start of the second half, they just like, you know, any sort of second half adjustments momentum that Maryland maybe thought they had was just went right out the window right. because it was just bang, bang, bang. And right. all of a sudden that what like, I mean, what was the score at halftime? We were up by like, like, tw- I don't even remember what the score was. 32, at 19 and a half. Okay. So we we're up 13. So not, I mean, I was kind of even thinking at the game, I was like, I feel like we should be up more um, right. given the way it was going. So I was like, I don't know if that's, you know, didn't feel great because even Jameer Young hadn't really got going. I'm like, man, he can, he's a, he's a little firecracker. He ended up with 26 like, points. Yeah. No assist, which is crazy. Um, Cause no one else get the broadside of a barn. Um, but the fact that you know, we just we came around in the second half and with Lance Jones firing, it was like, he just completely, you know, went from a 13 point game to all of a sudden you're talking, you know, 20 point game in an instant. And then it was just kind of like just coasting towards the yep. end. Reigning national, uh, uh, reign defending national player of the year, Zach Eady, 23 points in 34 minutes, eight for 13 from the floor, and had 12 rebounds, nine of those defensively. Braden Smith, the point guard, or as Evan likes to call him, point god. Point god. Yep. Uh, 35 minutes of action, so he had the most run of any Purdue player. Six of 13 shooting, two from three from behind the arc, 14 points, added a seven rebounds, all on the defensive end, six assists, one steal. 
Um, and again, looking at his numbers, like six to thirteen, like it's you know it's not great, especially from a guard. But again, it, it, the second half, it was he had some you know some just absolute yeah. killer shots towards the end um, to kind of really put the game away. Even like when and Maryland I, made a little bit of a run, it was still only got down to like fourteen, and then we immediately just you know punched him right back and got that lead back up to. 16, 17, 18, and just really kind of kept him at arm's length the entire second half. And I remember kind of getting on him for his um his it was a really bad turnover at one point. He jumped up to I think shoot it or pass it, and he was gonna come yeah. down and travel, but instead of firing it towards the basket to hopefully he got just tossed it backwards, nobody's yeah. there. They went in transition, <laughs> scored. Well, he came right back down and nailed a three. That's yeah. what I like to see. It's like when he screws up. He seems to come back and make up for it. Right yeah, now. it's a yeah, it's such a huge growth moment compared to last year. Yes. Where it's like that could have been, you know, two more two mm-hmm. more turnovers. Like he tries to to do too much. Um, yeah, I've just been so impressed with him this whole season. And I've saw people, a lot of people say it on the boards and on Twitter. You know, Zach might be the national player of the year, but Braden, it feels like Braden might be this team's MVP right now because, yeah. like. I mean, we have Zach's better. This team's better. I feel like this team is so much better, be, partly because of you know the play of Braden. I agree, and obviously, and obviously, Lance Jones too. Uh, one guy who I think's been on a hot streak. The box score is not going to show it. I mean, he, he played twenty three minutes, had four points, three rebounds, but he had two assists, zero turnovers, and his hustle and just doing the right thing. Mason Gillis, mm-hmm. he's playing really well right now. I mean, he's getting more minutes than Trey Kaufman ran and and Caleb first even. Almost more minutes than them combined, usually. Um, like, for instance, he had 23 minutes this game. Trey had 17, Caleb six. Uh, our bench in total only scored seven points, but mm-hmm. they only had one turnover. Right. That's pretty important. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, credit to Mason, too. I mean, he's this is a kid who's been a, a starter essentially for multiple years. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's, you know, senior. I mean, technically, yes, he could come back, but no, but he's a, I mean, fifth year senior now. Um, you know, an old man in college in, in the college realm, um, coming off the bench, you know, limited minutes, but he's, you know, just he's doing what Mason Gillis does, which is just, you know, bust his ass and um, definitely has that level of toughness that this team, you know, lacked last year, I think, a lot of. And I think Lance Jones has helped that too. I think E, D2, I think E's, they're all just playing pissed off, which I love, um, um, which is, I think, led to a lot of the success that they've had already. Um, but he's been, yeah, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's, he's hit, I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of like doing that Grady Eifert role of, mm-hmm. um, come in, don't make mistakes, hit the open shot when you get it, you know, passing the ball when he should be passing the ball. And that's, that's, the, I mean, that's all I can really ask for. Well, in some games like this game, he's getting starter minutes, right? I mean, yeah. Like three minutes. Uh, um, is it concern you to, I saw this on the message boards. Do you think Caleb first is in a little bit of a lack of confidence funk right now? Excuse me. I don't. I don't know. Because um, he had that bad. He had a bad stretch. I mean, he played six minutes, but he had that really bad stretch. He didn't even he tip a, the shot. Yeah, we had like a turnover. Uh, I think he like he drove and just kind of lost the ball or got right. stolen from. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love his hustle. That's what I love about. Him. I mean, he's. he's He's really athletic. I mean, I think he's more athletic. I mean, he looks athletic, but I think he's even more athletic than he even looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really seen him a whole lot. Um, I haven't really seen him shoot it too much. I don't know if that's a common thing or just him just trying to find the you know the open man. And I haven't been really. I haven't been happy with his free throws. I know the last couple times he's. I think what was it the. I don't know. Did he, did he attempt free throws? In, he didn't attempt free throws in this game, did he? No, he didn't attempt uh, any no. free throws. It might have been, no been the Eastern Kentucky game where like it just didn't look good. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know either. I mean, I, we're just speculating, of course, but you got to think the guy, I know he's a team first guy. We got to think he's down to dumps a little bit, probably by uh, mm-hmm. maybe his minutes and, and with how he's played. I know he's had moments, but he probably hadn't been as consistent as a junior as he's mm-hmm. hoping for. I mean, uh, but that's, that's the, that's the tough part of having a really good team and a lot of yeah. depth is minutes are going to come and go and, and you got to be ready. I mean, who's to say tomorrow night won't be his night. Um, right. Same thing for Miles Colvin. You know, I'm looking at his minutes, three minutes. It's like, is he going to start getting a spot in rotation where he's not even seeing playing time? But I think he's so athletic and can be that spark off the bench. And he actually did not attempt a shot this game, but usually attempts at yeah. least one or two shots really quickly. Um, especially against a team like Illinois tomorrow, I think you have to play him a little bit. But I think I think all these guys just have to have the mentality of our, when our number's called, we got to be ready. That's yeah, that's. I mean, Painter's talked about that for. I mean, really, especially the last couple of years when we've just been so deep. I mean, he talked about it a lot, like with with Trey last year, of you know, you know, he was Edie's backup and Edie's not off the floor a whole lot, and it's it's tough for guys just to, or even like Brandon Newman when he was coming off the bench of like, it's tough for those guys to sit for ten minutes and then all of a sudden be asked, all right, go out there and you know, all these other guys you you're going against guys who have been playing for 10, 15 minutes already, and you gotta go compete and you know, essentially. Um, contribute right away, and it's you know right. sometimes it's tough, and so I think it's, I think it's just kind of like I, feel, I mean Painter obviously I mean he's obviously talked to these guys, and he they know that you know that he he knows it's tough for them, but yeah you know, he's got to do his best for the team. Um, but I feel like usually with those guys, it's like whoever can come in and contribute right away usually gun is the guy who sticks out there longer. You know if they make a couple mistakes, whatever they get pulled because you know it's a high stakes game. Um, and it's probably gonna be like that moving forward. So you guys just kind of be one of those things where. The numbers called. They got to go out there and perform. Otherwise, they're probably going to be sitting on the bench again, pretty quickly. Yeah, I like I like you know, what Brian Newbert of Golden Black said about this game. These are the games you win the Big Ten title. Mm-hmm. It's not the CBS national games against Michigan State. It's not the road trips to Nebraska, even on like a Wednesday night on Big Ten Network. It's these sort of games. Mm-hmm. It's games over like a Christmas break. Students aren't there. Kind of a sleepy environment, even though it's a tough mm-hmm. place to play and a team that. On paper has a lot of talent. These are the games you got to get. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always the. I feel like at the, the times we've lost the Big Ten, it's not because like oh crap, we know we lost to Michigan State or we lost to even Indiana. It's like oh crap, we blew a, a crappy. You know, we lost to Rutgers, who's you know, you know, barely squeaking in the tournament or maybe not even squeaking the tournament or dropping a game out of a crappy Wisconsin or whatever it may be or getting blown mm-hmm. out at home by Wisconsin or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good win. Nonetheless, College Park. Um, I'm I'm really not looking. I'm not trying to jump too far ahead, but I'm not looking forward to our next road game next week in, uh, in Nebraska. <laughs> that place, they're playing pretty well. Um, it's a tough place to play. I mean, those play, I mean, those great. We, we've, 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 we beat one there in overtime last year. We've lost there a couple times throughout yep. the year. So. You know, that was yeah. last year when Fletcher uh, put put a guy on a poster. Yes, he did. <laughs> I don't think he's dunked since. No, but maybe um, once. But that'll be. I mean, like every other road game, it's going to be a hostile environment, especially when students get back. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of a hostile environment, hopefully Illinois is coming into one tomorrow night in Mackey Arena. As number nine, Illinois comes in to face number one Purdue. It's only the ninth. Top 10 matchup, Mackey Arena history. Purdue's 4-4 four and four, uh, in those previous eight. 
And this is the first one in 14 years. The last one was when Purdue was uh, number six at the time, taking on number four, West Virginia, in January of 2010. Uh, Probably most known for Robbie Hummel getting the five-second call when before the rules had changed on the uh, West Virginia guy and the roof pretty much blowing off Mackey Arena, one of the loudest moments in the history of Mackey. Uh, uh, West Virginia team that went to the Final Four, too. Yes, they did. That, yeah, still painful that year with them making it and Butler just being in the backyard in Indianapolis and, and uh, Duke, who beat us in the Sweet 16, and Michigan State, who we had beat once and darn near twice without Robbie the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at this series, this is usually a pretty competitive series. Dating back to 99, uh, Purdue leads the series 26 wins to 17 losses. At Mac Arena, they're 14 and 5. On the road, they're 10 and 10. They have a three game win streak in this series with the last matchup being senior day last year in Mackey. Purdue won 76 uh, 71 on March 5th. Purdue was had big time in that game, and Illinois mm-hmm. came roaring back, and Purdue held on for dear life. Which something that Illinois did all year. They like, get down by double digits. Like, whenever they got down by like 10, 15, even 20 points, it was like they, they didn't start playing until that happened. Then they come storming back. and yeah, that was a game that yeah, Purdue just <laughs> just hanging on for all they could. Purdue's last home loss to Illini came on uh, Tuesday, January twenty first, twenty twenty, before the pandemic one. hit. Seventy nine sixty two. Yeah, it was, that was uh, and that was the game. Uh, Sasha got stepped on. Yep, I can't think of the guy's name. He transferred to uh, yeah, transferred to Syracuse. Got kicked out of the game. I cannot yeah. think of his name right now. Yeah, that was. Um, a- and that was a good Illinois team. Obviously, they had Ayo had Kofi Cobra, and that was the. I mean, obviously, it was a COVID year, the year of COVID shutting down, but it was before they got the one seed. Um, yes. But yeah, that was a really good, that was a really, really good uh, Trent Frazier was on that team. Um, yeah, Purdue just got ran out of the gym. <laughs> before that, Illinois' last win in Mackey was on December 30th, 2008, 71 67 overtime win, which wow. if Juwan Johnson. Makes both of his free throws in regulation. Uh, at the end of the game, Purdue wins. He made one. I or remember two. that. I remember. I was listening to that game. Yep, I remember listening to that game on the radio. And then even before that, you got to go January eighth, two thousand fifteen, two thousand five. Uh, Gene Katie team that was not good at all against number one <laughs> Illinois. Only lost uh, sixty eight fifty nine. Yeah. So yeah, they went to the it's, final. It's, it's been a house of horrors. Game. It's been a house of horrors for Illinois. Uh, more times than not. Hopefully it is again tomorrow night. Um, yeah, they my, are my, one of my, my least favorite teams in all of college <laughs> basketball. So, Yeah, my hope is I'm really nervous about this game <laughs> just because they're – I mean, I, I mean, the, the reasons why I'm going to say that I'm nervous sounds dumb given the fact that who's, who Purdue has beat so far because they're super athletic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe it's just because it's, you know, our we've got friends and all that stuff. That are huge Illinois fans, but one, yeah, one, one friend, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this game makes me. I've got, well, I've got coworkers, and my okay. boss is a huge Illinois fan, so I've got now. That. Now I'm trying I'm to think if I'm missing any other friends that are Illinois fans. I can only think of one, but maybe, maybe there's some others out there. Apologize, if so. Yeah, but I mean, this game. I don't know, but I'm hoping it it goes the way of the 2022 game, where again it was like a it was a high stakes. I mean, but I think both teams were ranked pretty high. Um. Illinois came into Mackey and Ivy just took over the second half and Purdue ran away with it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's how the game goes tomorrow yeah. because I don't think the, the trip to Champagne is not going to be a good one at the end of the year. I don't think because <laughs> they're going to be, I mean, they're, I mean, they're solid. I mean, everyone thought that without Shannon, that they'd be kind of fall off, but I mean, 
sometime. Who knows? It, we'll see. It's a lot of season left. I mean, I know they've won their two games without him um, and beat Northwestern by 30 points the other night at home, which was really impressive. I still think Purdue, uh, I think Northwestern caught lightning in the bottle the night they played mm-hmm. Purdue. I'm, I'm looking forward to that rematch in Mackey later on this month. But if Illinois hits some adversity, and assuming Terrence Shannon Jr. doesn't come back, it'll be interest, interesting to see how they handle it. Because mm-hmm. in the past, under Brad Underwood, they haven't handled adversity very well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this gotta, is like, I mean, gotta come out like, and punch him in the face. Yeah, I mean, this feels like, I mean, it's, it sounds so dumb saying it in the fourth game of the conference. It's like, this is, feels like a, you know, a game that really could make a big yep. difference in the big time. Because if, if Purdue loses, um, Illinois, that's they're down two games to Illinois. And so, right. like, looking at, like, Illinois' schedule, you know, I mean, again, it's like, I mean, anybody can lose to anybody on any given night. But, like, you look at it, it's like they've got, like, seven games before they, you know, they, they play, like, a legit opponent like Ohio State. So, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, just got to take care of business and let chips fall when they may. Yeah, yeah. But I I mean, I'm a little worried, I especially if they beat Northwestern by 30. But I'm still – yeah. I'm not. I've been more worried for some other games this season than I am for mm-hmm. this one. But it's a conference game. Glad it's at home, but it's, the conference game's never yeah. easy. 8.30 at night, Fox Sports 1. No students again, but it's sold out. Place will be rocking. Um, I'm finally making my return to Mackey. It's been a while. So uh, hopefully that's good news. Um, my wife will be with me, which she didn't go to a game last year, but the previous two she's been to is the bu- Jaden Ivey buzzer beer against Ohio State. And when we hunt on on senior day against Indiana. So <laughs> hopefully that's good news. Hopefully that's good news. So she's uh, always close games when. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The buildings. Yeah, <laughs> so God, I cannot wait. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's no, I'm trying to think. Um, no, those are the only two she's ever been with me too yeah i mean yeah, great games right. yeah yeah no oh yeah because i remember her first game i'd be, be that ivy buzzer i looked at her right after this like, this doesn't happen very often <laughs> this is legit the first time i've actually seen a zero on the clock buzzer beater for purdue yeah. at home i've seen others that where they've hit and there's been like yeah like, 0.4 0.5 0.6 right, yeah you've still got one prayer left but you know so should yeah, be a fun one that. for sure I mean, one thing to, to look out is, you know, uh, I didn't watch the game, but just kind of reading online, it sounded like Illinois yesterday against, uh, or two nights ago, mm-hmm. same night as us, um, I guess Northwestern played five out, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, you wonder, like, who Edie guards in that situation. I mean, Coleman Hawkins is a guy who can hit the three. You, know, you wonder, do, does, you know, maybe we put Trey Kaufman right on him to start just because of that capability. I mean, he can – I feel like Cohen Hawkins goes from I saw I think someone put on the boards perfectly. It's like he goes from like, wow, this kid's a you know, why is he in the NBA to like, oh my God, what is he even doing out there on the yeah, floor right, right now? Because he's just he's very helter skelter. He's so very arrogant too. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully we get bad Cohen Hawkins tomorrow. Um obviously another um storyline I guess to look out for is is the Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, you know, making his appearance at Mackey, the former Purdue commit. Um, from Lafayette, um, he'll get a he'll get a warm welcome. Yeah, so you I mean you should probably be thinking the students are going to be there. Um, yeah, that's I mean, interesting. Um, another storyline is uh, Domask for them. He's he put up like thirty against uh, Northwestern. Uh, he's there, Southern Illinois 
uh, transfer. So him and Lance Jones, former teammates. Yeah. I want. I was actually wondering if maybe Jones guards him to start, just because of. I feel like Lawyer can guard Luke Goody. They're high school teammates, I and mean, there's a lot of like True. like True. former teammates connection. On, on, yeah. yeah. Um, you wonder if he starts with him. Braden maybe starts out on. Um, Ty, Ty Rogers is their point guard, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you wonder if like maybe Lance Jones takes Domas just from because he's a he means they're one of their better scores by, he's by far, mm-hmm. and then maybe he takes um their forward as we've kind of seen in the past, like against Indiana last year. He took um he took a uh, Malik Renew and Trace Jackson Davis guarded um Caleb first versus guarding each other so they wouldn't get in foul trouble. That Moody comment about when when Illinois was number one and D Brown one man fast break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdue Purdue gave them all they wanted that day. CBS Matt Kiefer leading scorer for Purdue <laughs> that day. The engineer, um, the engineer. Yeah, very hard to do playing Division One athletics. <laughs> hard to do no matter what. But yeah, but put on Division One athletics on top of it that takes a special yeah. person. Um, no, looking forward to the game tomorrow though. It, it it's. I expect a good game. Um, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what the spread's going to be on it. Um, would you would you say these are the, probably the two most successful Big Ten programs probably in the last five six years? Yeah. Argue. Yeah. They won the big, I mean, well, they should have won the Big Ten one year when Michigan got it for some because they had the, the stupid yeah. COVID. There was like a COVID cancellation. You could argue Michigan's um, up there because you know um, two years ago they got this farther than anybody else in the conference in Big Ten yeah. tournament, or the NCAA tournament. Michigan State's consistent, but they haven't won too many Big Ten titles in that time frame and haven't done a ton of tournaments. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I think I think you're looking at the, probably the top two. When you I think back to a couple of years ago, that same, that 2021-2022 season, the game in Champaign was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day because yep. um, I watched the game from our sponsor, Matt Mush. Um, went to like double overtime or something. Yep, like it was a, it a crazy yep. game. Started at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, I took a long lunch that day. <laughs> I believe I either took that day off or took the afternoon off because I watched yeah. the game. I don't remember which I did. I think I took the day off. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> that game was something else. Yes, I had watched the I had watched the back the game from Mackey because I remember. I was supposed to go to the one in Mackey that year, but there was another, again, Michigan and COVID, like they had some games canceled, had to be rescheduled. So it pushed all these games back. And so the push the Illinois game from like a Tuesday that I was supposed to go to like a Wednesday, or I was supposed to, it was supposed to be like a, uh, it may like push it like back to the next week and it pushed it to a day where I had to travel when I was watching it from a hotel yeah. in Evansville. <laughs> I forgot um, about that, that Michigan pushing, Michigan scenario pushing everything yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, ruined everything. But this is definitely a team I I like to beat. Um, like I said, yeah. one of my favorite teams to beat. I would say my only other two teams in all of college basketball I like to beat more is Indiana, of course, and Michigan State. Yep. Yep. So then then it's Illinois, and I don't even know who'd be fourth. It's it's uh those three are pretty much separate themselves amongst other teams for me. So yeah, yeah, it's, I have to agree. Yeah, but uh, what's your prediction for tomorrow night? And who's player of the game? Ooh. I think it's going to be a high school game. Um, say Boilers 81, Illinois 72. I like it. 
Oh, what I was the, actually, I didn't, is there a spread on the game yet? I um, haven't seen one yet. It usually comes out the day before. I think like Ken Palm brings like a nine point win, something like that. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I will go Purdue seventy nine, Illinois f- seventy nine, Illinois sixty four. Okay. Yeah. I'm film point yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Play of the game. Um, I think Edie, I think it's the game where Edie just like puts up like, I guess Edie put up like 30 in this game. Um, just because they can't, like, be like, yeah, I mean, as much as we talk about, um, you know, what worries me about, you know, Illinois, it's like they got to guard us too. So <laughs> they got to guard Purdue, they got to guard Edie. And um, yeah, they can't, hopefully. <laughs> I'm going with Fletcher Lawyer, hits at least five threes tomorrow. Oh, man. Hot hand, filling up. Yeah. In the years we've beat Illinois at home pretty comfortably, somebody usually goes nuts from three. Yeah. Uh, whether it's DJ Bird, Ryan Smith, um, Keaton John Grant, Hart. John Hart on the road, <laughs> um, Sasha Stavanovic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, usually it's somebody kind of goes nutty. So I almost went with Lance Jones, but I think I think tomorrow's Fletcher's night. I hope Lance has a kind of a, a bounce back game from the Northwestern game. I mean, yeah. I don't know if, like, again, that was, you know, back in his hometown. This is, you know, again, another team from his home state. Um, obviously, he's got a friend on the other on the other side. Um, well, hopefully he seems to play pretty well with Mackey, so I'm not too yeah. too worried about that. Get some of their guys in foul trouble early on. Uh, getting that bonus halfway through the first half. And, uh, and the Purdue should be in pretty good shape, I would think. Yeah. So did you see that? Um, so you know, teams always like post like a graphic about like the next game that they have. Illinois, they posted their graphic for the Purdue game, and the player they used was Dre Gibbs and Lawhorn. <laughs> did not see that, but that's uh, yeah, pretty smart on their social media team's yeah. part, I guess. So yeah, looking at other games around the Big Ten, there's one going on in, right now, uh, halfway through the second half. Michigan State's up twenty at home against Penn State. No surprise there. Michigan State's uh, a little better. They're playing a lot better, actually. Yeah, they're starting to click a little bit. Uh, Minnesota at Michigan tonight. Michigan's five and a half point favorites. That's a nine o'clock tip. I think Michigan. Both wins these teams are one. pretty bad. I think Michigan wins. Um, both teams are pretty bad. <laughs> Saturday, we got three games: Rutgers at Iowa at noon. Iowa zero and three in the Big Ten. Um, this is a tale. This is a game of complete opposites. Rutgers, you know. Loves to slow it down and get really ugly. And Iowa's doesn't really care about defense. Is, is all gas, no breaks. But I think Iowa wins just because they're at home. I think Iowa at home, too. Yeah, I think Rutgers can keep up with them. Nebraska playing some really good basketball, but they traveled to a tough place to play. in Nicole Center, number 21, Wisconsin, 215 start. Yeah, Wisconsin's playing really well, too. Um, I think, yeah, I think Wisconsin takes care of business pretty handily at home. Then a national night game on Fox, 8 o'clock, Ohio State. <laughs> At Indiana, and Indiana really needs this one. I, I know that's crazy when they're ten and three, ten and four, whatever they are. But coming off like a shellacking loss on the road to Nebraska, they need to bounce back at home. This is a be interesting game. Um, Ohio State's arguably, you know, top four Big Ten team, depending on where you put Michigan State. I think I think right now it's Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, and then one of Ohio State and or Michigan State, depending on the night. Um, they've got really good guards. And that's Indiana seems to sh- has struggled with against teams with legit guards, and these are guards that actually have size. Um, it's a matter of you know, can Ohio State hang with Indiana down low? Um, I think Indiana 
squeaks one out at home just just because they're at home. And they'll get like they'll get somebody in foul trouble late because it is what it is. You're you're not wrong. I, I'm gonna take Ohio State in a close one. I just I know I've been saying on this podcast. I just don't think Indiana's very good. I no, I they're. I just don't. It's crazy. I, mean, I think I mean, they're they, the they, team they shot... that if if losses start piling up, they can really free fall. Yeah, I mean, I've seen just kind of you know perusing the Twitter sphere. It, I've, I've seen a lot of Indiana fans say like, you know, these guys don't like, like the body language of this team is terrible. Like they look like they're not enjoying playing with each other. So you, you do wonder if something, if, if they kind of have a skid like they did last year where there was that point in January, early February, where they like, you know, they lost, they got like blown out at Penn state. And it was like, you know, Indiana's not making the tournament, you know, they, you know, this is a horrible team. And then, all, then they just went on an absolute tear and got a four seed. Um, but I think that's because you had guys like Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson leading the way. And I don't know. And and Hood Shafino, don't forget about him. Right, right. Just Master. like senior leadership. Oh, sort of oh thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. guys kind of steady the ship. Where like this team, you got, I mean, you got Xavier Johnson, but nah. yeah. I mean, Trey Galloway, I'm not sure how much of these guys, when you got, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I don't know about this team. It's it, like there's like, I mean, they, they shot 50% from three and they lost by. When I, the more I watch IU, and I and I'm not saying this just because I'm a Purdue fan and can't stand IU, the more blessed and appreciative I am of Matt Painter and the culture Purdue has. Because mm-hmm. I, like what you said, like the IU fans complain is these guys don't like to play with sure looks like the mileage. How many times have we heard IU fans complain about that in the last decade? Three different ten years of coaches. We've heard it yep. the same complain. And and Purdue, yeah, we've had some years where we could say that, but not not too often. No, I mean, not since 2013, 2014. Exactly. Those two years back to back. So almost 10 years it's yeah. been, which yeah. is, I mean, coincidentally when Painter kind of changed up his, his way of recruiting, which I mean, yeah, it's, yep. we've been pretty lucky. Um, yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, it wins a close one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State wins that. And there was a, I mean, I saw it was a tweet, our good buddy, our IU friend shared in our group chat. They had like, had like a, the Ken Palm predictions for Indiana in the month of January was like one in seven with their one home game against like Minnesota. So I looked mm-hmm. at it, it's like they do have a pretty tough January schedule. Like this could, you know, make or break. You know, yeah. but again, like you said, like if they if they have a really bad January, that could it could break yep. them. Yep, laws season yeah. left. Fingers crossed. If, if, yep, if you're riding a big <laughs> skid, it's not good. So, uh, three games on Sunday: Michigan at Penn State. Good football matchup. <laughs> um. I guess Michigan. I don't like this Michigan team. I think Michigan is pretty bad. Um, but I think Penn State is worse. I do too. I do too. I'm going Michigan on the road. Maryland at Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. Uh, Maryland. They're bad. <laughs> they were not good. Dude. I, it was hard yeah, to watch. I mean, I'm I, glad yeah, kinda, they weren't. But yeah, it was I mean, like, just like again. I think I sent to, I don't know if it was to. I think it was to, to you guys in our group chat with our other buddies. But it was like. Northwestern did such a good job of getting Boo Booey in actions to where it got Lance Jones off of him. You know, screening a guard with like a, with another guard, so he, all of a sudden he's got Fletcher Lawyer on him, then he just toasted him and did really well. Um, I feel like Maryland had Lance Jones on Jameer Young all night and tried absolutely nothing outside of like it's throwing a big at him. Um, but then now he's got to try to roll the basket with Zach Eady chasing him down. Like it's a little different than you got Fletcher Lawyer on him. Um, I just couldn't believe, yeah, just how it was just, it was just baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think Minnesota wins that just because, it, uh, yeah, I don't trust Maryland on the road. 
I'll take Maryland just to differ. Just to differ. Yeah. We're agreeing too much. And lastly, Michigan State and Northwestern. I think Michigan State. I'd like to take Northwestern, but I don't see Same. it. Same. Yeah, they've been playing pretty crappy ever since they beat Purdue. Yep. yep. Shocker. And, and we probably won't record a podcast before Purdue's uh, next game after the Illinois game. Mm-hmm. That's uh, at Nebraska, 9 o'clock on Peacock Tuesday night. So a late one. Um, early prediction for that one. I know it would be nice to know how Purdue fares tomorrow before making this prediction. Yeah. But um, early prediction. I think it's going to be a tight one. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be like 76-71. You're real cool. I'm thinking 77-70. So <laughs> we're right there. Yeah, Tommy Aga's going off for like 45. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He is. And so is the – I tweeted it last night. 53, the guy, he's got a massive uh, ponytail, like just all hustle. Like yep. no offensive game whatsoever. But like the dude, like just absolutely went airborne for a dive for a loose ball, and it it won my heart over. Um, They'll shoot a lot of was, threes against Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was also the kid that when he went up the line, he like practiced his free throw shot like two or three times. Like this kid's not making anything. And he ended up actually hitting two of them. And then he uh, the punk funny because I think he was like over four, over three, or something like that. And then he got he made two of two, and then he just walked away, and he just was just like. <laughs> you know, it's funny um, after you mentioned that. I was trying to think of people in my head, decent free throw shooters that I've seen do that. The only one at Purdue, and he started off as a bad free throw shooter. By the time he left Purdue, he was pretty reliable. Carl Landry, he always used to do one hand before he got the ball. Okay, I mean, this guy was doing like two or three. Like he was like doing like two or three times. I'm like, there's no, there's guy. This guy's like a has to be like a twenty percent free throw shooter. My little shoot like, ready style or outlet pass style at that yeah. point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be that place is gonna be rocking. I think um, it was actually it was, really cool watching watching their game last night against Indiana. Um, Tommy Naga's parents were there from Japan. Yes. His professor was there from Japan. I was like, yeah, I thought that was awesome. odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like Sean uh, Morris's comment. Like, my professor's going <laughs> to fly away from me. All right. Um, but two more games I want your predictions on, uh, both outside the Big Ten but in the state of Indiana. Butler tomorrow night, a tough loss for them. The other night, hosting the defending national champion, number four ranked UConn Huskies. Man, Hinkle magic is a real thing. It is. Um, I mean, I still I think UConn is legit. Um, I think I think UConn wins by double digits. I do um, too. But this this Butler team is playing a lot better than um, other the other last year team, especially. I mean, you kind of yeah. kind of seen them. They're they're teetering on. You know, I've seen one week they're in bracketology. They're in like the last last team in. Next week they're the last team out. Um, but I mean, this UConn team is. Although they, they have someone out. This I thought. Yeah, they've they've played most of the season with this guy out. I forget his name, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean they're defending champs for a reason. One of the reasons they're one of the teams that are still picked to win this year. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think UConn double digits. Yeah, that'll be three L's in a row for Butler if if they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Notre Dame, a huge blowout home victory over Virginia. Last week, that opened a lot of people's eyes. I think more so to Virginia losing than Notre Dame yeah. winning. Uh, then they lost a close one to NC State. Now they uh, host number 14 Duke on Saturday. 
which they'll probably a good decent amount of Duke fans because whatever reason when they come to South Bend, their fans show up pretty well because they they are a national team if you like it. Or yeah, not. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Notre Dame went from you know getting absolutely embarrassed at home by some. I was like a no name school like where you know Shrewsbury's calling out the team. You know, hey, if you want to transfer, I'll help you. Like, and people were <laughs> upset about it. It's like I mean, I, I mean. Like, he probably could have went about it differently, but I totally understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, but it worked because then they came yep. back and just smacked the crap out of Virginia. Yep. Um, I still think Duke handles them. Yeah, I do too. At home. I do too. Duke's starting to become sneaky this year. You know, rank Which is high, weird saying since Duke. <laughs> and now they're 14. They're slowly climbing up the rankings where they'll yeah. be right in the thick of things come March. And they, yeah, they've been hit. They've had some injury issues yeah. too. So they're starting to get guys back. I know Tyrese Proctor's been out bits and pieces but yeah yeah it's it's been crazy i mean we saw number well now number 10 arizona go out to stanford and get dominated um over the weekend so you just never know life on the road i completely forgot that pages son's on stanford i remember when he committed there but yeah it was a it's crazy to see those nba guys that we grew up watching now with kids in college (laughs) yeah unbelievable Unbelievable. So, but any final thoughts for, for basketball news or anything basketball related? Uh, man, just get the W tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> just uh, let me have a good weekend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. I mean, this, these games have always been good. Um, but yeah, I hope it's a uh, game similar to 2022 where, you know, Purdue just takes control and just doesn't let. Yep. Makes them quit. Um, not a ton of football news going on right now. Uh, the portal's closed, so nobody can enter right now unless they're a grad transfer. Grad transfer can enter mm-hmm. anytime, but people that are in it can still, they still got time to make up their mind where they're going. Uh, Purdue is hosting two wide receiver transfers right now on campus this weekend, both from Georgia, which would be nice. It's uh, nice that Georgia's a little pipeline for us, Webby. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> we'll, we'll take your second and third trainers all day long. Absolutely. Um, but I guess the big news around the Purdue football this week is we, we I mean, we talked about last week, uh, Nick Scorton going into the transfer portal. Well, today he officially committed to Texas A&M. So no real shocker there. I'd rather him go there than Louisville or anywhere in the big 10. Um, so no real shocker there. It's, it does sound like it's, it was mainly, if not all money driven. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to blame kids when that much money has been thrown on the table. I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing, but you know, part of me, of course, as a proof, I think, man, he could have been a legend, but mm-hmm. I think we're coming into the age of college athletics. We're going to see fewer and fewer kids care about leaving a legacy and they're going to mm-hmm. go chase the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, especially a game like football, like we're like your career could be over in an instant. Like it's, not- it's hard to, you know, why not take it now while you can? Right. Um, because you know it's nothing's guaranteed, um, right. uh, so yeah, it's it's hard, but yeah, it does suck, especially when he's you know he's put in two years, you know this year, especially he emerged is like and it was like hey, you know, I'm not sure what kind of defense Mike Elko runs, um, but like you know are you gonna be featured the same way you know you right. have Purdue, um, you know I mean you're going to SEC, so you're going against a lot better opponents, a lot better lines, like you're gonna have the same success. Obviously, you're, you're being, if you do well, then you know you obviously. Yeah. That's yeah. you know we'll shut up, but it's like man, you could dominate. For yeah, one I'm, more I'm year gonna Purdue. I'm gonna be following him and Garrett Miller, assuming he's healthy, pretty closely to see mm-hmm. how those guys do 
also Deion Burks, uh, Oklahoma. I mean, I'll be trying to keep track of all the guys who left Purdue, but especially the ones that went to big time schools. Yeah, and who contributed a lot. I mean, Garrett Miller, not so much, but like, I mean, Scott and Burks, like, we're we're big contributors this year. So it's good to see, like, that, you know, you know, that step up, I guess, to, you know, SEC football. Like, you know, how how well do they do? Do they, you know, like, I mean, assuming Scorton comes out for the draft next year, like, how I'd be curious to, like, you know, where he lands after playing at AM versus, like, maybe if he had a, you know, similar season at Purdue, like, you know, that difference between, you know, second round versus, fifth round fourth round right. Um, right so yeah yep yep it'll be real interesting and now gotta wonder with Cajun jenkins assuming he stays through at spring how is yeah. this gonna impact his usage at purdue you know last year yeah he and scorton were both feeding each off each other now he's probably going to be the main the main focus for offensive line next <clears> year <throat> at least to start the season yeah let's see who else we can get in the portal or you know, someone else can step up um but yeah it's I don't envy Coach Walters at all. No, no. And, and what was frustrating about this whole Scorton thing, you know, reports has it that he didn't let Walters and staff know until two minutes before the news. Yeah. Broke. That's, I mean, there's probably no ever great time to do it, but that's that's no. kind of a blind side. That yeah. leaves a bad taste in your mouth. He didn't leave the program on a, on a great note. Yeah. And especially coming from the fact, you know, they, you know, they already right. done the whole thing of like, yeah, you know, they went down there and right. things were good, and then all yep. of a sudden, um, yep. No one should ever leave for Christmas break. Let's just let's just see. Let's just put hey, that West Lafayette, <laughs> Santa stops in West Lafayette. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, it's yeah, yep. Crazy. Other than that, pretty quiet. Um, I mean, bowl games had been going on. We still got a national championship game. Any prediction? Uh, Michigan bring it home for the Big Ten, or does future Big God, Ten team next not. year, Washington, bring it home? <laughs> I'm pulling hard from for uh, Washington. I am, too. I am yeah, too. I usually don't care in these games. I usually just want to watch a good game. But I was pulling hard for Alabama. As much I as was I too. I felt it. dirty, but I yeah. Did. Um, but how? How crappy do you feel if you're Georgia, who is clearly better than Alabama, but you Best just team in the country? Yeah, crapped your pants on the wrong time. That's and, why I can't wait for the 12th team. It's not going to be perfect, yeah. but it's going to be a lot better than the four team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's still going yeah, to be that you know the 13th team feels like they got shafted I for know, whatever I reason. Know. But it, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's that you're talking, you know. A, Miami versus you know versus a Georgia and Alabama type thing. Yeah. Um but um maybe Miami's probably a bad example because they're not very good either. Um, well and I still hate the I hate the narrative out there. Well see Florida State didn't deserve to be in. They're playing with like the fifth string quarterback right, and nine yeah. defensive stars not play. I mean, was it ugly? Absolutely. And thank you, Florida yeah. State, for taking away our biggest whole <laughs> deficit loss ever. But I'm like, that's still not the point. It's it, That no. wasn't the point to begin with. Were they, after Jordan Travis went out and the team that beat Louisville, were they a top four team? No. But they still did everything you put in front of them. And right. up to that date, that was always what we were told. Winning the regular season matters. And I still think they got screwed. But is yeah. what it, it is what it is. In that case, even though I'm mad Michigan was the victor, I do love that SEC's not, bringing, not even in the national championship. Yeah, that is a nice part. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested because I don't think Alabama's line will get, or uh, Washington's line will get pushed around as much as Alabama's did, which is really weird to see. Yeah. Alabama line get dominated. Um, 
I think Washington will be a little better. And I mean, Michael Penix has been. He so gets fun the ball in his hands like, quick, throws a great deep yeah. ball. So, yeah. Um, but really, I thought McCarthy was the difference between him and Milrow. Um, oh, yeah. I, th- I think I mean, if McCarthy was on Alabama, Alabama wins that game. So, yeah. He's, I mean, he's nothing. He's not flashy, but no. he was just steady Eddie. Like he just, yep. he was a game manager, like, which is exactly what they needed. Um, yep. I mean, give the ball to Quorum, <laughs> let him do his thing. Um, with, he didn't play in the Big Ten Championship, did he? He was hurt, right? Correct. Um, He's been banged yeah. up here and there through the year. You yeah. know, he had like 20 some touchdowns. Um, so I was thinking, they said that he, you know, broke the record for most touchdowns. I was like, oh, I might, I, I saw one. I was like, wait, I think, no, I think he was out because I remember they're back. Oh, you mean, you mean last year? You mean last year? Yeah. 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 I thought you meant this year against Iowa. Yeah. No, but, last year he was out. Yeah. Cause yeah. Michigan fans were saying if he hadn't got hurt late in season, he would have won Heisman, which I don't think he would have, but yeah. still. Um, but I hope Washington wins. Yeah. Um, which is like the fact that it's Caleb DeBoer, Michael Penix, both <laughs> down the blue at the same time. It's just crap. I forgot DeBoer was only down there for a year. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was down there for more, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Given, and um, I, I think Harbaugh's gone after this game, no matter what. Yeah. He, God, they pissed me off. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think he's gone, especially if they win. What else can he do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got. I mean, you can always win more, but you've already went back to your alma mater that you played for. You won national title. You've right been the flirting yeah. with the NFL. Now there's going to be there's yeah. one decent job open now, and I see that because of the quarterback. I think it's really good, and there's going to be a few more jobs open come Monday. Um, yeah. I don't know how good they are, but you got that Charger job, and he played for the Chargers a little bit. So I think yeah. you're safe, Webby. I think Eberflus is back. Not the good thing. <laughs> I, I'm just I, saying. I, I, yeah, I think you're safe. Harbaugh, yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Bears have been playing better defensively. Um, yeah, they've been playing never... better overall as a team. I think. Yeah. So. Um, so, but yeah. Go. This is what they did to you last year too. They got some momentum at the end of the year to where everybody thought the great this yeah. year <laughs> hadn't been. Um, I mean, I, I keep forgetting too with Washington is Demarcus Shepard pretty tie. You know, obviously I forgot that you mentioned coach, that the like, other night. Yep. Yeah, it's um, good for him. Um, which again, I mean, we were talking in our group chat. Um, you know, we were trying, I was trying to figure out like you know why he left if it was ever really reported. Um, I know Andrew who couldn't make it. He's like you know to call the plays, but you know, watching the game, he was not calling the plays because they had they had no. a guy up in the booth that wasn't him. So he's you probably wonder, more you know, involved. With, yeah. with coming up with plays and schemes, but not, uh, he's, I don't think he's calling plays. Yeah, but because uh, so yeah, I saw uh, Iowa fans prayed like on Twitter, like pay Washington's office coordinator whatever he wants to come. I'm like, he's not <laughs> Iowa. You kidding me? <laughs> come on, he's gonna be in the I conference just, anyways. Yeah, so. yeah, it's not like it's yeah, um, yeah. I love love Jamarcus, so I hope that I want them to win simply for him. What um, a shit show Iowa was in that bowl game. <laughs> Glad, glad, was, glad! I took him in my parlay. Yeah, I was talking. Good buddy, the Tennessee friend, Tennessee fan. He's a friend of mine. He was like, "Yeah, I have no idea who to what think." You know, they're starting a freshman quarterback uh, who was, you know, number two player in the country, sort of thing. They paid him like eight million dollars, supposedly. I don't know. Um, and he had as many rushing touchdowns as Iowa given up. He had given up like all year. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were awful. Yeah, they were terrible. Like. I, I turned it on um, and immediately saw the, the uh, pick. <laughs> Let's them throw – or uh, what's, his, what's his – what's their quarterback? Deacon um, Hill. Deacon Hill. I'm not calling him Taysom Hill. Uh, Deacon Hill throw a pick. I was like – I texted him. I was like, he's like literally the worst quarterback I think I've ever watched. Can he still beat football. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the I, that game still infuriates me. That happened back in October, yeah. and I still yeah. get mad thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we had it. We had the ball with a chance to win the game at yep. the end. Uh, no matter like even how crappy we played. Yep. Yep. Oh. <sighs> a healthy Hudson card that game maybe is different, but yeah, it's always next year. It's always next year. But speaking of next year, we're in the new year. We're in twenty twenty four. It's the month of January. So you know what that means? You're the boilermaker. You're the boilermaker. It's a brand new pizza of the month from Mad Mushroom, which is one of the sponsors of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. But let me tell you a little bit about Mad Mush before I tell you what pizza of the month they got going on for January, which looks like is another good one. Uh, Let me get my read up here. Come on. Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, serving Boilermakers since 1993. They're located in the heart of West Lafayette and known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever I visit, Webby visits, Andrew visits, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month. Drum roll, please. Is the Rage Against the Resolutions. It's oh, breaking my heart with that name. The Rage <laughs> Machine just announced they're never touring again. I've having I never got a chance to see that. I did just, not see that. I was about yeah, to see that. Yeah, they came out, they came out. They came out and said they're uh, they're done because they had like a, a tour canceled because of COVID and things like that. And so there was like they're like, yeah, we're not redoing, rescheduling these shows. We're done. Period. Well, and, well you uh, can get this pizza and <laughs> listen to Rage Against the Machines. It's yeah. topped with ham, deli, and cup and char pepperoni. I love cup and char pepperoni. Salami, onions, pepperdal peppers, and mozzarella cheese finished with a Parmesan and Romano cheese blend and an Italian aioli starting at $14. So next time you're in town, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. You get $5 off any order over $20. And any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can also use the coupon code BREAK5, B-R-E-A-K-5, all caps, to claim your discount online at madmushroom.com. That's madmushroom. Feed your Head. So the time you're rolling into uh, West Lafayette tomorrow, I'm going to time uh, I'm gonna have to make an earlier stop than planned because uh, I want some cheese sticks and I want some of that pizza. Yep. And I'm I'm hungry right now and it's not even fucking <laughs> night. Uh, but Webby, you got a good looking shirt on. Is that new? I do. No, I've had this for a while. No? I, I, haven't, I haven't worn it on the pod in a while because uh, I saw it probably because I horrible about putting laundry away so it just gets buried <laughs> just Hunter, I'm, I'm with you there brother <laughs> i pulled i pulled it out yesterday i was like oh i've worn this a while i'm gonna on the pod tomorrow <laughs> uh no it's from the shop it's great to pretty pete with a basketball hoop um i think it came out last year the year before um they have so many fits. good produce designs i can't keep I track keep of up, when yeah. they came out fits great super soft um it's from the shop the shop's been you know serving hometown apparel uh, since 2011, they started out in a garage. Now they've got two brick and mortar locations plus an online store um, based here in Indianapolis, where I'm located. Um, I'm pretty sure they're printed in Indy, um, unlike maybe some other places that I've gotten shirts shipped from that um, took like came from like <laughs> California. Um, I'm not gonna name names, um, but yeah, they come from Indy. Um, great people. Whether you're a boilermaker, a Hoosier, a bulldog, tiger, cardinal. Sigmore, giant which tiger basketball is legit easily yeah, second best team in the state mm-hmm. um don't sleep on the dons either mastodons okay they might be number three they might be number i've three. seen a couple uh, completely changed i've seen a couple bracketologies that have purdue and purdue far away in the same bracket i'm like that would be the coolest thing ever if purdue and purdue plays or the worst <laughs> Or the worst. <laughs> For me especially. I uh, live a four-way. I don't want anything to do with that. 
Even though and I've never met the love of there. Your wife took me the love of there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the shop does not have a uh, Don t-shirts. Um, so we're going to stick with the Boilermakers. Um, that's yeah, kind of surprising that's really, to be yeah. honest. Cause I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But whether, what you know, so they've also got you know, anything pop culture related to Indiana, they, they, they release, um, you know, vintage designs. Um, I just saw there was a, they just released a shirt for a restaurant. I think a restaurant. Yeah, too. I had to look it up because I'm like, no, I don't yeah. remember that place. Yeah, so. we're not we're not indie native, so a lot of these places I'm just like, from the 70s, 80s, is well before our time. I have no idea. Um, but with you know, just all things Indiana, state parks, um, great stuff, super comfortable, fit really fit really well. Um, but if you go to um, if you go to uh, the shop indie.com, use promo code breakdown for you get 20 percent off your first order. Um, they're always running deals, whether it's free shipping, 2015. 20% off, but you use this code first time and you get 25% off your entire order. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give you some of that Christmas money you got. Use mm-hmm. some of that. Or maybe you got a gift card. Use that gift card. So, so uh, well, Webby, let's take care of business tomorrow night. Uh, will you be there? Uh, TBD. As of right now, no, TBD. but I'm, I'm looking. Some tickets are really expensive. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, every game is expensive on the, on the yeah. secondary market, but uh, I will be there. Webby, hopefully you'll be there. If you see us, please say hi. Uh, don't be shy. Uh, we'd love to see you. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to meet our supporters of our podcast. We love doing this. It's made by Purdue we'll fans. Purdue. For Purdue fans. That's why we do it. We enjoy it. So thanks once again to Mad Mush and the shop for sponsoring this episode like they uh, generously have the last few years. And with that said, let's boiler up, hammer down, beat the Illini and the Cornhuskers. Boiler up. Any other corn's better. <laughs>